This episode of Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone Podcast is brought to you by Vox, HPT Human Performance Technology. Athletes want and need safe, natural, and legal alternatives to achieve maximum performance. Vox Life HPT has harnessed the power of neuroscience and neuroactivation through their innovative and proprietary brand of athletic, wellness, and lifestyle socks, insoles, and 24-hour wearable neuro patches. There is a tech pattern or code on the bottom of the sock and insoles that stimulates neural points in the bottom of the foot, eliciting a signal through the central nervous system to the midbrain, creating homeostasis or equilibrium in the midbrain. Like doing a control, alt, delete. It helps the brain reorganize and maximize your neurology. The midbrain is responsible for automatic functions such as balance, stability, strength, and power, range of motion, flexibility, mobility, and pain modulation. Seven to nine seconds is all it takes to reach the midbrain. It's Fox with two X's for sports enthusiasts. Increase in stamina, increase in endurance and recovery, increased energy, stability, and power output. Adds 20% more efficiency to your workouts, increased agility and flexibility, increased freedom of movement and range of motion, increases power generation and output, maximize reps and workload, 8% improvement in time, executed force, 17% more eccentric force, Safe, affordable, non-invasive, non-electrical, no contraindications. Drug-free, stats on performance through independent studies at California Sports Institute, the Golf Lab, and Leuna Labor Organization. All information will be located on our podcast website, twofitcrazies.com. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. In the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, what's going on today? Ba-boom, we're ready. We're coming off a hot episode 97. Roberta Groner, seriously, I'm pumped. I'm ready to run for a wall. It's such an inspiration. I love that. Fantastic. I mean, long story short, uh, a woman, uh, 41 years of age, who uh, got back into running a little bit, uh, you know, what would someone would say would be, you know, later than a, a, a career. Post with, three kids. Yeah, she's had. A marriage, a career. So she's been running again for about 10 years after high school. No you know, excuses, a little bit of, people. No, a little bit of college. And uh, she's a full-time nurse, uh, a mother of three. Uh, and she just went out and, uh, she may or may not be a superhero. She, she, she's definitely a superhero. I'm like, yeah, she's got superpowers. She ran the Rotterdam marathon, which is one of the biggest international marathons, uh, you know, on the schedule each year, certainly in the spring and, uh, you know, rivals, Boston rivals, London, uh, fast time. She came in fifth overall, two two hours and 29 minutes and six seconds, uh, uh, that, that gives her the, uh, IAAF, um, qualifying standard for the Olympics. Olympics, so she still has to go through the Olympic trials. She already had the uh, Olympic trials um, uh, standard that uh, that you need to hit. She had the A standard uh, already, but uh, she you know ran another faster race, and she's uh, she's just really really blossomed into this powerhouse of a runner uh, that is uh, you know really making her, her name for herself on the international scene, not just locally, not just nationally. She is uh, you know a real threat at you know 41 years of age get inspired it's that a, was it's what amazing. i think it was about yeah it's please it's, go back and listen to that if especially if you're a runner athlete I, I don't care who you are go go listen because you you don't really have many excuses about why you should start or do something yeah. and she had said you know if you have a passion for something you make some time for it that was important that's it anything 
Yes, you can, Christine yeah. Conti. Yeah, Roberta Groner is a yes, you can lady. Yes, you I, can. Any day. Any day. Which leads us to today's episode that you're going to hear, episode 97 with Dr. Lisa Young, coming to us from New York City, right. fellow New Yorker. And she is fantastic because she actually just came out with her latest book, Finally Full, Finally Slim, 30 Days to Permanent Weight Loss, One portion at a time what'd you think about the information she the message is the message is clear right we don't demonize certain food groups or anything stop it listeners stop throwing everything you know away the elimination of uh you know of of certain macros or, or carbs i guess is the one that everyone swung the pendulum that way now and it's just ridiculous and there's a lot of marketing involved with it um you know we just hear that that is not the answer um you know most of the people who follow this really well understand that that is not the answer uh and and you know it's just just more um you know, we just hear it again uh, from somebody who is a you know PhD with a registered dietitian that is a you know a professor of nutrition at NYU. Uh, you know, this a is Wharton graduate. Yeah. I mean, Lisa is extremely intelligent and has got a lot of experience. And you know, she's she's going to tell you a lot of very. I always think it's like almost like a come to Jesus. Like you know, here's what here's what's out there, and here's really what you should do. And you know. Brian always says, you know, take it back to kindergarten, go back to basics. Like here's what is happening and here's the marketing. You're falling for this propaganda and guess what? It's, it's not about that. It's not about doing this or this or this. And it's gotta be what works for you. And it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle people. It's super important to just remember the basics. Eat really well is something that I say a lot to, to people and they, you know, would often say, well, what does that mean? And, 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 you know, well, okay, that's very vague. What does it mean? I say, okay, well, what does it not mean? What does not eating well mean? Right. And let's start there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's eliminate the junk. Let's get rid of the processed, uh, you know, the, the processed carbs and the sugars. Um, not all carbs. Carbs are delicious. Carbs are healthy. Carbs are things that we need for our brain and our bodies to I operate. Eat so it's many carbs, people. Christine, it's, seriously, yeah. all the carbs, I'm all the, of them. I'm on the carbs. <laughs> uh, and, 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 you know, it's just, it's just, you know, that's, that's the long and short of, of Dr. Lisa. Uh, Dr. Lisa Young's message is, you know, eat real well and, and portion control. And, and what does that mean? You know, and educate yourself and have the tools to, you know, to, to live a healthy lifestyle through your nutrition that, you know, that, that makes sense. And, read her book. Yeah. How about that? Books Links are-, are up. Links are up. So read her book, get her book. And just to go off on that, it was portion control mindset and habits. So if you need a little jump start kick in the butt, Maybe you should listen to this episode and take some notes. Absolutely. Without further ado, Dr. Lisa Young, episode 97 of the Two Fit Crazy in a Microphone podcast. Let's roll.
is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And a microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, how are you doing today? Ready to go. Super excited. We've got another fantastic guest. Episode 97 of Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone. We're knocking on the door. Oh my goodness. Is the amazing Lisa Young. Lisa, how are you? Oh, we love it. Lisa, you're coming to us from New York City, correct? That is correct. The Big Apple. I lo- Lisa, are you originally from New York? I am. I love it. I am from New York. As am I, Lisa. That's why you're in good company over here. Love oh, it. Wonderful. Love it. So, Lisa, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. All right, good. So, uh, so tell us. So, your your um, your nutrition is your thing. You're a doctor, doctor Lisa Young, correct? I have a PhD in nutrition. Okay, fantastic. And I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist. I talk all things health, diet, weight control, but in a healthy way. And I'm um, up to date on current events in the field and wellness, and it's, it's a fun field. And and you're and you're teaching as well. You're pro- a professor. I at- teach at NYU as well. Yes. Fantastic, fantastic. So so. Bring us up to speed then in uh, health and nutrition. Uh, you know, <laughs> there's so many. We, we talk all the time about on the show about how, you know, if you just listen to everything that's out there, uh, you know, this is good for you. It's also bad for you. Uh, this is definitely what you should be doing, and it's definitely the most thing, you know, the thing you should avoid the most. <laughs> uh, and, 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 you know, if we, if we listen to everything, uh, you know, we get spun around uh, three times in a circle, and we're right back where we started. Um, so, you know, a, a lot of it is, is, is it, how much of it's science? How much of it's philosophies? How much of it is is uh, you know just the things that people pick up and kind of like restrictionist type of theories and dieting and and whatnot? What's working? What's not? Well, I think that a lot of a lot of it is. I mean, nutrition is an emerging field. It is a science, and there's always new science coming out and changes. Like for example, the recent headlines about eggs. They're good. They're bad. They're good. They're bad. Um, Again, my feeling with all of that is moderation. But then there's also all sorts of fads that come along. Keto diet, cutting out this, cutting out that, which I think is partly fabricated and people just getting an idea in their head that they have to be super restrictive and follow a rigid diet in order to be healthy, lose weight, feel better, or whatever their X factor is. And it's just not true. You know, I think you can eat healthfully. I mean, clearly you don't want to have soda and added sugar and white flour and junk food. But I think if you eat healthy and include foods from all the food groups and really watch your portion sizes, I think that's the healthy way to go. And I write about that in my book, Finally Full, Finally Slim. It doesn't have to be that complicated. So, Lisa, this is this is the big thing, and, and I say this all the time. I've said this on my podcast before that people come to Brian and I, and they'll say, you know, I want to lose five pounds, I want to lose ten pounds, and again, one of the reasons we made the podcast is to get really unbiased information out there about fitness and nutrition and health, and that that people just you know are getting lost in this noise of what do I do, and when someone, this is my favorite, someone comes to me, Christine. Hey, I got to lose five pounds. I'm going to do keto. And I'm like, well, what? Like, what? Why? Where are you getting this information from? What is, you know, you say portion control. So someone comes to you and says, you know, Dr. Lisa, what do I do? I want to just slim down. And, you know, 
portion control, but can you explain how someone were, how someone does that? Well, the first thing that you need to do is people are clueless about what and how much it is that they're eating. So the first thing that we need to do is we need to educate them on what it is that they're eating. For example, you know, breakfast cereal. People can gain weight on breakfast cereal even if it's healthy. Why? Because they don't have a cup, which is what's recommended. They just pour whatever they want into their bowl, and they have absolutely no concept of what it is they're eating and how much. So the first thing you need to do is really figure out how much it is that you're eating and be mindful of your amounts and how much it is that you're having before you can make changes. I also think when it comes to portion control, fruits and vegetables are never a problem. So people get fixated, the grapes have sugar, bananas fattening, I can't have carrots, watermelon. You know, that's nonsense. All colorful fruits and vegetables are great. Include as many as you want. Let's get that problem off the table. You want to include some protein at every meal, fish, chicken, beans, you know, plant-based proteins are always great, tempeh. And you want to allow healthy starch, sweet potato, brown rice, quinoa. You don't have to cut out and ban all starches. And, you know, and healthy fats. But, again, you still have to watch amounts. And exercise. Exercise is so important. And a plate should be a full plate. The way I like to educate people to lose weight is to go on a diet that they don't even know they're on. So they want to have half the plate fruits and vegetables, a quarter starch, a quarter protein where they feel satisfied and not deprived. I, and I think that that is one of the things that I often see when 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 people are looking at their nutrition and they, they do get into it or maybe I have them go on my fitness pal or something like that and just lay out what they've eaten. Um, you do see some things that's shocking to them. They don't understand how much sugar they're eating. They don't understand uh, you know, what, what they're getting like from not – regulating the portions but sometimes when when they're actually dieting and they're you know coming to me i'm eating really well i don't understand it i'll look at it and there's not nearly enough of the calories to go in uh you know to, to support to support their 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 daily activities and uh so i think that that's uh, an important thing that you pointed out there that that we can see that people are you know in a sense malnourishing themselves to you know to get healthy and and they're not dropping the weight the body kind of shuts it down right is that what happens with that absolutely when you're dealing with fitness you need carbohydrates carbs are the preferred energy fuel you don't need bagels and soda and white bread but you need some healthy carbs, fruits, vegetables. You can have a sweet potato. You'll work out more efficiently. So now, all right, so now we've got, all right, we can we can eat this and eat that. What are you seeing from your perspective right now? I know that you're dealing with portion control. And is there, is is this a change from the past? Like we said, you know, eat as many fruits as vegetables as you want. I mean, you don't hear about a lot of people, you know, gaining weight because, oh my gosh, you eat too many fruits and vegetables. Has has this changed? Has, has people's mindsets changed or are we still stuck in that same, you know, kind of that vortex of I've got to not eat. I've got to just ban certain foods. What are you seeing? That calories in, calories out yeah. predicament. Well, I think something like keto is working against people 
where they're fixated on the natural sugar content of healthy fruits and vegetables, and that is not the problem. Mm. That is not the problem. So I think that being on these very low-carb diets is working against us because what people don't realize is that just like there's good fat and bad fat, there's healthy carbs and unhealthy carbs. And we seem to go in a trend where carbs are healthy, and if carbs are healthy, then fats are unhealthy. That We had that trend in the 90s. You can eat all the carbs you want, including fat-free cookies until you, you know, gain weight because you had too much sugar. And now it's exactly the reverse, where at the end of the day, moderation really wins. All right. This is, I love these, I love asking this question to, you know, people who are really in the know in nutrition, what foods are out there right now that people think they're eating? We had an episode, um, things that we do healthy or unhealthy things you do in the name of health. What are people eating, Lisa, that they think is super healthy and is really just sabotaging their life? Like you said, cereal. I love that. Um, I love that. I love that because that's one of those things that I hear. I do well. I, I'm I'm cooking, you know, with the I'm using olive or uh, coconut oil, and and you know, and it's kind of like how much and what are you doing with it? Um, you know, it's not it's not a cure all. Like people actually treat it like it is actually a healthy thing for them, and you know, and it's it's gone to the you know that pendulum has swung to the complete opposite side of where it actually is, uh, you know, on the spectrum of healthy eating. Um, you know, and, and, uh, and, and I love you're listen, you're talking to two endurance athletes here. So I love what you're saying about the carbohydrates, the requirement for the, the body, you know, it's just what the body needs, not only for our, our physical activity and our, you know, to fuel our, our endeavors, but for thinking in our brain. So I'm going to take it back for a second, Lisa, because we love the story, right? So how, and and I'm curious about this, were you always into nutrition? Did you always, you know, did you have a fascination with food and what's in it and things like that? How did you get to be so interested in this topic? Use food as your best medicine 
before you get sick. So that was really something that interested me. My grandmother had breast cancer and was way ahead of her time and was very, very, very fascinated with nutrition also before it was a field. So that got me going in the nutrition area. What got me interested in my portion size research is that when the national survey came out in the 80s, that the average adult gained eight pounds in the 80s. The survey came out in the 90s, but it looked back. Nobody was gaining weight, and all of a sudden, boom, we're gaining weight. I realized at that time, it was the portions. You had people arguing, it's the carbs, it's the fat, the pendulum is swinging back and forth and back and forth, and I was like, no, it is the portions. I was sure that it was the portions, and that's what led me to studying the whole portion control area. And, and you know, and, and what was it that stuck out about the portions? I mean, obviously, more... They were growing. They were yeah. getting bigger and bigger. Bigger yeah. and muffins the size of our head. But everybody was fighting over the carbs versus the fat versus the protein. It's not about the nutrients. It's about the portion of the nutrients. I am blown away, by the way, that I know that it's really great that they show the calories and everything now, but... I love taking a look like how you were just saying the bagels and the muffins are like the size of your head. I was actually at the bakery buying a cake last week for my husband. And next to the cakes and next to the cupcakes and the muffins were the calories. I, uh, and I'm telling this to the audience. I kid you not. There was like a, it was like a muffin and it was almost 2000 calories. And I'm looking at that. I'm, I'm looking at this like, Okay, I know, you know, as an athlete, and I know, you know, the amount of cal- I burn a lot of calories every single day, and I have to eat the carbs. I eat all the carbs. People tell me <laughs> all of them, all of them, all of them. And you know what? Some of them are really good for me. Some of them maybe not as good. But you're an athlete. I eat carbs. Right? Too. I eat Ezekiel toast. I eat. I totally eat quinoa, sweet potato all the time. Right. And you know, I'll have my muffin. I'm not going to deprive myself. However, the muffins I eat are not. 2,000 calorie muffins <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself like okay I'm really active and say I'm on my feet and moving around you know 10 hours of this day right I'm looking at this going this is a, this is something's wrong here and I get it that you know we're trying to defer people with the calorie of the calories and whatnot but Lisa is there a ceiling to this I mean what happens to the muffins they become the size of like a balloon at this point where are we going here Does this go into the mental portion of what absolutely, you deal with? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. So, absolutely. So let's take it there. I know, you know, we all know that, um, uh, you know, I think I've heard it said that no one, no one's hungry enough to weigh 400 pounds or to eat their way to 400 pounds. So, so you know, we, we kind of can see that there's definitely an emotional aspect to eating. There's an emotional aspect to all our relationships, a relationship in this case being with food. Uh, what what is it that uh, you know we propose uh, or proponent of in your books, and what are you uh, lecturing on and, and teaching the students at NYU? Well, I'm teaching nutrition. I mean, I'm teaching you know general nutrition, nutrition and health. I'm right. really teaching them about all of the foods, all of the food groups, the guidelines, the recommendations, and how you want to eat a healthy diet. You know, you want to eat a healthy diet, and you want to include foods from all the food groups, and you don't need to ban anything. 
And now, what is the so now when okay. Yeah, there's got to be a bad guy, right? It's got to be this, and if we eliminate it completely, then you know we have. That's what I was speaking of. That reductionist theories that you know, if we just eliminate it all, we're going to be better from it. It just doesn't work that way. Exactly, it doesn't work that way. So now the emotional, the emotional aspect of this. I know that's something you you deal with a lot. What are you What are you finding now is the emotional roadblock for people? Now, that's what we're being told, though. I mean, that's everywhere we look. It's go on this diet, do this diet, diet, diet. I mean, we're, we're just getting hit in the face with it, just like, you know, the amount of different fitness programs out there. Like, do this and you'll look like this. No, you won't. Or that person is like, you know, six foot five and, you know, like genetic. Um, what... What is what is going on? I mean, how do we get away? How do we push away all of this? The marketing. What's being and- shoved down our throats of, you know, you have to eat this. If I see another person tell me that, you know, they had, you know, two granola bars today because that's so healthy. And I'm like, well, you might as well have the Snickers because that's the same amount of sugar as you just ate. That, you know, that kind of gets to the one thing I always say to people. I says, you know, we, we talk about eating, but what are you consuming, right? So we talk about consumption, and that goes for a lot of things. It goes for, our, you know, like you said, our, our habits. You know, what's, what are we consuming with our habits? What are we consuming with the actual food that we put in our mouth our, or, you know, the actual nutrition? What are we consuming with our thoughts? Like all these things go to nourishment in some way, shape, or form, and it can nourish those healthy habits, uh, you know, just the same as it can, you know, malnourish uh, certain things, our thoughts. Certainly, um, you know, a lot of people don't stand a chance just based on their upbringing, uh, you know, and they have to really be rewired in a sense to understand that these things aren't necessarily, you know, the, the, the anything that they should be eating, you know, from fast food or, or you know, the, the, the store-bought chicken nuggets that they were raised on as kids that go with the fries. And, and you know, we kind of have to get away from that and, and, um, and be rewired. And a lot of it comes from, you know, just... Just better habits. So how do you walk... Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 
How do you walk somebody through developing these habits? How do you walk somebody through developing those habits? What are your, uh, you know, examples that you would use to try and set somebody on the right path with that? I think you want to first start with where you're at. And I tell people, keep a food record just for a little while. Just for a little while. And you will really, it'll be such an eye-opener. Such an eye-opener. When do you eat? Pay attention to how much you eat. You don't have to weigh everything, but do you have a clue, like how much cereal you're pouring in your bowl? Do you have any idea how big your bagel is or how much salad dressing? You know, salads are great, but not if you pour a whole bottle of olive oil on everything. And so it's very, very important that people realize all of that. So how do you navigate? This is, you know, you're in New York City. I've lived in New York City, right? How do you navigate a place like New York City where there's everywhere you walk by, you've got these beautiful smelling bagels and the pizza and the, you name it, whatever you want, it's right don't look, there. Don't look, you know, like plan for your foods. Plan for your foods. Don't eat it because it's there. You know, plan for it. Same as your refrigerator, right? If it's in your house, it's in your, if it's on your block, you know, there's, there, there's got to be some sort of routine or a plan that will, you know, at least set barriers in front of, of you for, for doing uh, something unhealthy. Uh, and, and uh, um, yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's just important. Like you said, have a plan. Absolutely. You need a plan. So Lisa, definitely need that plan. I have a lot of people that have asked that have said to me, you know, I, I have this plan now, right. And I'm buying this better food yet. They're not the only person that lives in the house. And whoever it is, you know, maybe really trying to adjust their lifestyle and their habits, yet you've got two or three other people in the house that are just not on board. Is there any advice that you have or anyone you've run into and anything that's worked that you could give our listeners kind of a yes, you can pep talk of how to maybe navigate the rest of the people or their family members to get on board just a little bit? Absolutely. Empowering them to make the choice of something healthy is, uh, is, you know, something that they, and then they usually like it. You know, as, as adults, we like it. it they're, they're tasty foods and, and, uh, and, you know, they, they can be eaten. And, and, you know, I think that the perception of anything and, and I mean, there's some mindfulness to it right there. You know, we're, we're kind of giving them that, that choice, uh, and, and letting they them. Made the choice. And right. I think- Do you understand? I think it's so important. 
So Lisa, give us some go-to meals that you are just like, try this. This is so good. And, you know, I think maybe even kids or spouses or whatnot, any, any tricks up your sleeve that you want to share with our listeners? Like maybe try this instead of this. I have a husband who he was super on board. Um, I've changed my diet and, and lifestyle a little bit in the last few years. And, and he would do, he made, you know, like the cauliflower crust pizza and the, you know, different things. And, and my kids would eat it all. They, they loved it and they had no idea that it was cauliflower. They probably would have had a exactly, fit exactly. if they knew, but they, they don't, you know, sometimes you taste it first, then you tell them what it is. Do you know what I mean? Or I just don't ever tell them, Lisa. How about that? <laughs> ah, you exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So what, what have you found that, that are great? Maybe a couple hacks or anything like that. I love that. My kids love the spiralizer. Uh, spiralizer. Uh, and it gets people engaged. And I think that that's what they like. Do you know what I mean? I really think that's what they like. And, and, and it goes back to that mindfulness and understanding where your food's coming from and what – what it is you're eating, and 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 uh, you know, and that way when you sit down, you're kind of you're 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 more of the game. You know, it's like you practice and you get to play. Uh, you know, you can kind of be the coach and and everything else. And um, you know, it's it's just for them. It's uh it's a really good way for them to develop those habits that you know not everybody does uh, develop in their household. Lisa, where are we going? Where are we going in the future now? Are we are we educating ourselves? Are we getting better? Or do you see do you still still see the the obesity rate? I agree with you. I think that there's just a, you know, whether it's the internet or whatever it is, there's just a paradigm shift out there to people really taking a better look at nutrition as what, you know, what it was always meant to be, you know, let thy food be thy medicine and, and really understanding that, oh my God, what I do put in my mouth is going to have an effect on my health. 
you know, studies are being done and, and, and just, you know, things are kind of um, developing. People also aren't being hoodwinked by the advertising and the marketing and the fat-free and the labeling anymore. Uh, you know, I, I, I've seen uh, people go after the Girl Scouts even, including myself, uh, for, you know, what they have in their ingredients in their cookies. You know, they can do better. Um, and, and, you know, and, and it's, you know, America runs on Dunkin's, unfortunately, but, you know, it, it doesn't have to be that way. And I think that people are really starting to see that, um, you know, for whatever reason. I think I think the Internet and social media has a very strong influence on it. Um, you, you know, it's it's just kind of opening people's eyes to, um, you know, perhaps even the way that the um, that the pork that they're eating on their plate was was raised and, and, and you know, and manufactured. Um, you know, I think that that's really um, impacting people's diets now in a better way. Um, eat clean with uh, that's what we're calling it. Um, you know, I think it's really important. Yes, no, I, so I think we, we have definitely, you know, made some progress. But we, you know, still have more to do. Absolutely. Always work to be done. What do you? Uh, how about um, how about technology? Uh, you know, people on the show either love it or hate it, uh, and there's you know probably a role uh, for better or worse on, for for just about all of it. What are some things that you're using? Any apps? Anything that's helpful? Food tracking? Uh, you know, anything like that that you're working with? I think food tracking is great. Whichever app you want to do, or you can do it as simply as in the notes in your phone. You could do an app. You don't have to. The thing that it's both good and bad about the app. Some people like seeing the calories and all of that, but sometimes it can be in your way. I think counting your steps is so useful. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Do know what you mean. We just had this conversation yeah. earlier, Lisa. Brian and I were both up at 4 a.m. this morning, and I'm like, I've already burned almost 3,000 <laughs> calories, and I've, you know, yeah, have yeah, 10 miles, yeah. and I really haven't worked out yet. So... <laughs> You know, and it's funny because that's, it's all relative. I think everyone's lifestyles are different, different days, you know, what you're eating, what you're doing, you're sleeping, um, your water, your tracking. It's, it's just so individual that I love the fact that you talk about portion control. Um, what are your thoughts on programs that are out there or companies that are out there that, um, have, do people come to you? I know people come to me and say, you know, what do you, how do you feel about either like a Weight Watchers or things like that? How do you, how do you feel about some of those that are out there? Some diets that are out there? Yeah. Some of the, you know, some of the programs that are out there that people are, are being, you know. I mean, some are good and some are not. I think it's really an individualized, you know, it's an individualized thing. I think if you're going to do a program, you want to make sure that it is a sane and healthy program and that doesn't ban food groups. I am not a fan of prepackaged foods, so I, I'm not, I'm not going to bash any specific programs mm -hmm. here, but I don't really enjoy when I hear from someone that they're doing a program that requires that they buy these foods that are extremely processed, unhealthy, and that they have to eat something, you know, at each meal and make these these concoctions. I think you should be able to eat regular food. I don't think you should have to buy food. And so that's something that's very important to me. That if you're going to do a program, you shouldn't have to buy special prepackaged foods. 
I used to work in an office or work in a school and all of these people, they would, they would say they're going on diets and they'd break out their, you know, they look like microwave TV dinners is what it was. They'd break these out and they'd say, this is what I'm doing to be healthy. And I'm like, it would almost break my heart. Like you might as well stab my heart with a, you know, exactly, with something. Exactly. Cause, I hear you. Exactly. and you know, and I'm, and I'm, you might as well stab your heart. That's a good one. It yeah. was. You know, I mean, the sodium content in them and the everything else. I'm like, this is not what healthy eating or being a healthful person is, I think, what it's about. And I think society has just... That wasn't the intention, exactly. That was not the intention. I'm like, you know, how about you eat an orange? The ingredients are orange, you know, and go for a walk. That's right. It's going to be the healthiest. Michael Pollan says, uh, if it's got a label, don't eat it. (laughs) If it comes in a bag or a box, don't eat it. And uh, I I think the other one that he did, the other one that he did that I really love is if you see it advertised on TV, don't eat it. Uh, Because, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. Not since uh, I think uh, maybe avocados, they have uh, some marketing budget, uh, you know, and the California raisins, I think, was the last we almonds. heard from anybody. Almonds, sure. Yeah. But no, other- you, you told me anything uh, that has a mascot, stay away from. I go. like that one. Yeah. I use that a lot. Oh, that's, a good one. That's, a very, very, that's a good one. Yes, that's a very good one. So, Lisa, yeah. what? And, and you have to watch. You really have to be mindful about all this. Yeah, well, easier said than done, correct? Just like you said, walking down the street to not eat with your stomach. But when you walk by those places and those smells, it's hard to just say, Christine, keep walking. Keep yeah. walking. No, just keep walking. It's not easy, but you have to, and it's not a battle in a negative way, but you have to just be on top of it every single day. That's true. And just be on top of it every day. So Lisa, you do, um, you do some speaking events. You, you do lecture. Now, yes. Now, what what's on your agenda as we um, as we go forward and wrap up our time together today? What's what's on your agenda? What anything new and exciting coming up for the rest of this year that you have planned? Is amazing. So, Lisa, as you uh, are you, so you were traveling the country or the world with different events promoting well, your book. You know, I'm doing different different kind of speaking things all over. So you know, it varies, and uh, it's fun. It's exciting. It's exciting. We're excited for you, and you're on our podcast promoting your book and the healthy lifestyles and portion controls, and we are super pumped because. We will make sure to get all the information out to our listeners. And it's the full title, Lisa, is Finally Full, Finally Slim, and 30 Days to Permanent Weight Loss, One Portion at a Time. Correct? Yep. It's exactly right. Yep. And where can they pick the book up? We're going we're to give them some links, but is, uh, is it an Amazon product? Uh, you can pick up the book on, in Barnes & Noble, on Amazon. 
Amazon. I have a link on my website that links to everything. Uh, my publisher's Hachette. So wherever books are sold, you can get it. Awesome. Awesome. So definitely keep an eye out for those uh, uh, links from us. Uh, uh, if you're listening, uh, you can get the uh, links on our Facebook pages and our websites and whatnot, and we'll uh, make sure to spread the word for Lisa because she's doing a heck of a job out there teaching people the right way to eat. And uh, Thank you so much, and it was a pleasure to be on the show. Lisa, before you go, tell all of our listeners uh, where they can find you, your website, and all that stuff. My website is drlisayoung.com, D-R-L-I-S-A, Young, Y-O-U-N-G, dot com. So if you eat healthy... Follow my protocol. You will always be young. DrLisaYoung.com. You can call me, email me. All my information is there. Beautiful. Well, Lisa, it has been an absolute pleasure. I'm pumped. Our listeners are going to be really excited about this. We'll get all your information out on our social media platforms and spread the word because, hey, you know what? We want people to be healthier and more fit and more nutritious and just live more quality lives. That's it. That's what it's about. Sounds good to me. Hear, here. Thank you, Lisa. And with that said, this is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.